0: welcome to another episode of movie mastery it is the podcast where we watch the movies that you recommend to us i am your host john as always with me my co-host jeff hey there i don't know why i said it like a question at the end my co-host jeff
1: i mean there was a chance that i might have died it's not like you can see me
0: no it's true you yeah. In the five seconds <laughs> since I last talked to you, you may have exploded.
1: I could have exploded, or I could have just left my room. I could have gotten up and gone away. Just for like, you know what? I don't want to talk about this film.
0: <laughs> you know what? And end.
1: <laughs> I'm going to pretend I never watched it.
0: <laughs> I certainly want to.
1: No one would be the wiser. Honestly, this is one of those movies where I don't need to have seen it. I could have just bullshitted this.
0: I mean, it's definitely one of those movies that you're like, oh, I could tell someone actually what happens in this like we are going to, and we're going to have people be like, are you sure?
1: I don't necessarily believe you. (laughs)
0: I'm pretty sure (laughs) you could have just improv'd that entire movie.
1: (laughs) Let me just check what month. Oh, shit, it is April. Fuck. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we'll put this one out in May.
0: (laughs) So we watched the Vanilla Ice Vehicle. That is cool as ice yeah the 19 was a
1: 1991 1992 somewhere in there
0: uh 91 i believe yeah
1: yeah Oof. yeah oh boy this is I- i've got to be honest with you john you picked this one i didn't say anything about it because i knew you probably hadn't seen it and would like to this is my third watch
0: <laughs> you poor bastard
1: I watched it once on my own because I wanted to just kind of be part of that. Not the like, it's not like I watched it in 1991. I was ten. Who would have given – I would have given. would have given a fuck. <laughs> um, but I watched it once on my own because I was like, I like to see Trainwrecks. That's a, that's a thing I enjoy. And then I watched it once at a Let's All Get Together and Watch Bad Movies party. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, this is my this is my third watch, and this one this time I watched it with a two year old uh which was the best audience partner because she didn't care at all and I could yeah. just play with her.
0: The perfect target audience for Cool as Ice is a 2-year-old. Yeah, they two don't year care what's going on.
1: <laughs> Born 20 years after the film's release.
0: Oh yeah, cuz at that point it's not like the 2-year-old's going to be like, "You look like an escaped clown." So, you know, it's fine. <laughs>
1: Oh, I have also read interviews with the people who made this movie and with Vanilla Ice regarding this movie.
0: Wow, you are our cool as ice expert for this. This is great. I'm so yeah. excited.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, it's just because I, I've talked about this on the show a bunch of times before. But back when when I was working at Trader Joe's and I was thinking, hey, it'd be fun to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I it was because I was listening to bad movie podcasts and I had heard the coolest ice review on at least one or two of them. And some of them are, have enough like fame and clout that they were able to get, uh, you know, Robert Matthew Van Winkle and or the directors of this film to show up and talk.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah, um, I mean, that's great. We don't, we have zero clout.
1: Hey, I don't know, man. My Twitter game is on fire right now. <laughs> I might have, some, I don't know. I'll check and see if I have any clout.
0: Hold on, let me see if my shit posting has delivered clout.
1: (laughs) Yeah, hi, I would like a free stay in your hotel. Uh, (laughs) I plan to take pictures of myself in a thong. (laughs) Please leave. Oh, okay. Sorry, John, I do not have clout.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, for those of us who are not Jeff and have not watched this three times, uh, Cool Zeiss is, you know, without spoilers, I'm going to say this is Pretty much like every single other we made a movie for a celebrity movie in the 90s, which is, hey, we just took some person that had any sort of amount of name recognition and then just put them on screen and made everyone be like, this person's great for no reason.
1: This movie makes me enjoy No Holds Barred because at least Hulk Hogan isn't famous for singing. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that owning... The album with "I Am a Real American" on it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but he didn't sing "I Am a Real American." That's true. (laughs) That's why it's a great song. It is a great song. It's a
1: fucking great song. Uh, yeah, it's a great
0: song for fucking.
1: It's also not. It's a lot like uh, if you are a connoisseur of bad movies, it's a lot like any one of those bad movies that like an old rich guy makes for himself,
0: Mm -hmm. where you know he's
1: he's like, "Oh, I owned a lawnmower uh, chain of lawnmower stores for thirty years." but I always felt like I could be an actor, so I shot my own film right here in Calgary, and I got to make out with a Playboy Playmate. (laughs) I wore a black tank top.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is, like, I mean, we did No Holds Barred. We've done a lot of movies where it's this is just someone's vehicle for being in a movie, and Mm -hmm. that same level of like, I can do no wrong, I've got weird multi-talent things that have no basis in reality and it's just it's very strange that they all feel so similar all of these 90s vehicles
1: yeah and the expectations are always super low on the main character as well like in this movie and i don't want to give too many spoilers away because there's not much to this movie at all but in this movie if any time vanilla ice is at a crossroads about what to do he chooses what an asshole would do
0: yeah it's amazing and he does it every time.
1: Yeah, for a solid 90 minutes. He's just a huge asshole. And you're supposed to like him because he's the star of the movie.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's got a lot of real bad problems with it. It's yeah, like watching say- any Christmas movie. <laughs> <where> you're like, <laughs> yeah. I don't root for you. Everyone here sucks.
1: Yeah, every single person in this movie is trash, and I hate all of them. I do kind of like the one of the two thugs that are the bad guys in this movie, and I think it pretty much ends there.
0: Yeah, because, you know, he's a character actor that's been in things.
1: (laughs) Even the adorable Moppet of a little boy who is the main character, or the love interest little brother, I dislike because he likes Vanilla Ice.
0: I know. The only person in here that's getting any good play is, of course, the father, Alex P. Keaton.
1: Yeah. That's true, you got uh, You got uh, that dad is in this.
0: Yeah, the dad from, what is that, Family Ties? Yes. yes Family Ties is in this as the dad, so. Yeah. Great.
1: Deadly. And also, Naomi Campbell, I appreciate being in this movie because she does the opening song and then visibly walks off the movie.
0: She gets, She gets top billing over Vanilla Ice in a movie named after Vanilla Ice.
1: <laughs> yep, and then Within three minutes of the movie starting, you see her literally walk out of the frame to never to return.
0: She's like, and I'm done. Good day. Yeah. All right. We should probably get into the full review of this. So we're going to play a little bit of music and give you the chance if you want to pause and go watch it yourself or just stick around and you'll get the full spoiler review of Cool as Ice. you is cold. And we're back. It is time to really start shaving off the layers of cool as ice so we can get a nice (laughs) snow cone of shit.
1: (laughs) It's interesting that we're going with with the shit snow cone when the classic would be a yellow snow cone.
0: (laughs) Yes, but this movie is shit, not piss.
1: (laughs) This movie is piss. Look, folks, our review is four pisses out of five.
0: (laughs) This movie, it's piss.
1: Uh Okay, so the, the I, I want to throw this out. This movie starts with a Vanilla Ice song, ends with a Vanilla Ice song, and there's a Vanilla Ice song in the middle. uh And they are indistinguishable from each other, and so I don't want to go through which one's which.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not like anyone has ever heard of anything that isn't Ice Ice Baby, so it's not like you're going to be <laughs> hanging on bated breath to be like, but which ones are in the film? Well, Just to let all, you know, Ice Ice Baby is not.
1: Yeah, and not only that, but the other, only other okay uh, Vanilla Ice song is not in this film.
0: There's another one?
1: Yeah, fuck it, what's wrong with you, man? Ninja rap.
0: Oh, oh, okay.
1: Ninja, ninja, rap. Ninja, ninja, rap.
0: Go, ninja, go, ninja, go.
1: Yeah, God, you're killing me right now.
0: God! (laughs) It's okay, as soon as I (laughs) said, there's another one, I immediately went, oh, fuck, No, I know.
1: (laughs) Oh, goddammit, he's talking about ninja rap.
0: (laughs) Again with the ninja rap.
1: I made a funny.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy, I wish I was watching that instead.
1: I'd watch both. Hell, I'd watch all three of them.
0: (laughs) Yes, I would watch Teenage Teenage Mutant Ninja Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, and Cool as Ice, all three of them. (laughs)
1: Are we pretending that Ninja Turtles 3 does not exist? Because it is fucking dire. It is, uh... <laughs> it is a rough watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, they had the opportunity to do Turtles in Time, and they completely wasted it.
1: Oh, given that they go back in time, you mean? Yeah, I suppose that's true. But, I mean, that movie was very clearly made on the exceptionally cheap.
0: Yeah, so sad. Mm-hmm. Speaking of sad.
1: Yeah. Speaking of sad, we watch a whole ass Vanilla Ice song.
0: It is... Four and a half minutes of nonstop start to finish a Vanilla Ice song with just some people dancing in a dark warehouse.
1: Now, Vanilla Ice is of the school of rappers where there's no instrumentation or sampling or anything to his beats. It's just tsk 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 for four and a half minutes with no variation. Yes. So if you're assuming that that would be boring, then you've heard a Vanilla Ice song.
0: Yeah, it's a real problem with, I mean, like you said, the ones that we hear in this movie are just like, man, all of these are basically the same, except for, I'd say, the one that actually does use a sample.
1: That Yeah, that's right, because the middle one, he he uses a sample of, I want to thank you. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if it uses the sample so much as he just steals the lines.
0: I mean, he does have the sample going in the background and then also sings along with it.
1: Yeah, no, that's... That one, I, we, we got to get to it when we get to it, but that one I found to be the most detestable of the Vanilla Ice songs in the film.
0: Yeah, I um, mean, I'm going to say a lot was, of reasons. Yeah, well, the biggest reason for me is because it <laughs> he has to be an asshole in order to do that song. At least exactly the <laughs> intro song, he is ostensibly being paid to do this.
1: And, and honestly, the fact that he's clearly being paid to perform in the first song makes him a significantly bigger asshole in the middle song. Yes. Because he he walks into some small town bar where some small town guy with his little band is like, oh, we're just doing what we do. We're singing our hearts out. And then this guy who is a paid professional, probably millionaire, probably just Vanilla Ice, (laughs) comes in and is like, get the fuck off the stage, nerd. It's time for a cool guy to do cool raps. And you're like, dude, professional musicians don't do that to other professional musicians. You're a piece of shit.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, that is the (laughs) ultimate piece of shit move. It's basically like... If you work as a waiter or waitress or whatever, and you go out to eat and then don't leave a tip, that's an even bigger asshole move. Because you know,
1: it'd be like if John had managed to to stay with the home, the, the near homelessness and total dire situation of being a a stand up comic, only to make it to the point where he's like, all right, I'm finally getting a night on stage, and I'm I'm the headliner, and and then the 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 guy in charge of the bar walks over and goes, oh hey, Louis Cugat just came in. I'm giving him your set.
0: Huh. I mean, at that point, I would go, oh, yeah, no, obviously, I understand.
1: I mean, I'm sure, but, but in this case, it's like, no, let this guy do his thing. He's some local dude. It's Yeah, not, because it's, it's not, not nice. even like
0: the manager went, oh, hey, look, Vanilla Ice is here. He just went up. It would be like if I was in the middle of a set. That's and, true. And a celebrity just came up and was like, get the fuck off stage, and just grabbed the mic out of my hand.
1: Move, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel I feel like this is... You know what this movie might be, John? And I know, again, we have yet to even talk about the plot in the slightest. This movie might be the uh, the last 80s movie.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it, I mean, I know it came out in 1991, but I feel like this might be the last 80s movie that that ever had. Because it's a movie about how a jock is mean to a bunch of nerds, and everyone's like, fuck yes, that guy's fucking rad.
0: <laughs> That's what I like.
1: Well, anyway, the plot. He does a whole song with Naomi Campbell singing Naomi Campbell songs, and then... I thought literally that was her entire contribution to the film but no when they when him and his little posse are leaving the nightclub Naomi Campbell is in a hallway and they shake hands with her and then she's out of the movie.
0: Yeah, they were like, "Oh, we <laughs> we paid extra so that she would shake hands with us."
1: She doesn't have any lines that aren't in the song, but she does shake hands with Robert Matthew Van Winkle before before leaving the movie forever.
0: Yeah. Uh and then a just some sexy blonde shows up and is like I'm gonna give you my number. I'm Monique, and here's five five five, whatever the fuck.
1: Yeah, so she writes a fake number and sticks it in his shirt, and his posse uh is like looking at him all like, Come on, man, what are you doing? He's here's the I mean, we might as well just set up the five kinds of moments one at a time as they come through, of the things that vanilla ice can do as a person. And in this one, it's not say anything, but look irritated.
0: Yeah. He's got this fucking smug ass look that he does he looks like
1: he's always clenching
0: oh i just want to slap him across the jaw
1: (laughs) like when you're about halfway through this movie you're like man i kind of feel sorry for van winkle because whoever's directing this movie won't let him take a shit
0: (laughs) so backed up
1: He is never not setting his jaw as hard as he can. But but he does this no matter what is being said to him. He's always acting as if he's being insulted. Yeah. And,
0: I mean, of course, this is also one of those things where, because it's one of those movies, it's, hey, yeah, it's only fucking Vanilla Ice is the only person who gets someone to come up to him after the show. Because the rest of his posse is the black people that he uses.
1: Yeah, he's got a posse of black people who are there to make him look cool. Uh, and that even plays out in the audience of the opening performance, where there's a whole bunch of cool, like well-paid black modern dancers doing rad dance moves. And then they'll keep cutting to this Monique character, who doesn't do anything but grab her tits and move them back and forth.
0: <laughs> yeah, if and she's, she's not just not there the to be room, like, I'm going to kind of like wiggle back and forth and not really do anything.
1: Yeah, they used her for They used her for whatever they had her for, which was, uh, get your shirt off, stand there in a bra, and just sort of grab at your own bra.
0: Yay, you did it. And uh, that will be so, the end of Monique. She will the- <laughs> wander out of this movie as well.
1: And then we get to meet uh, Vanilla Ice's three friends, only one of whom has a name in the film. The other two, you only get to see their names in the credits. Uh, but the one who has a name is third top build in this film. That would be jazz as played by deezer d
0: oh no we do hear sir d in this as one of the other ones when they're messing with the bikes and he says that's sir d's bike
1: okay i thought he was talking about his friend deezer d's bike having forgotten at that point that deezer d was playing the character of jazz
0: yeah it's weird that one of the characters is named sir d and they didn't give it to deezer d
1: notably also uh, vanilla ice in this movie has no name no one ever calls him by name i mean and uh,
0: he's johnny
1: he has John. You see it in the subtitles.
0: Yeah. No, he uh, he gets called Johnny, I think, twice in the whole film. And once he gets called John because the main love interest gets his uh, driver's license so you can get his name and it's John Van Owen instead of Rob Van Winkle.
1: Oh, for God's sake. Uh, anyway, the four of them get on fancy ass like Kawasaki Ninja Motorcycles Uh, All done up in ludicrous paint schemes. And then they go for a ride across California countryside for, I don't know, like 10 minutes.
0: Now, my first question here is, one, where the fuck are they going? And two, if they're like apparently professional, I guess, rap artists, how are they moving any equipment? Because they have nothing. It's just bikes and them.
1: Yeah, it, it really doesn't make any sense at all. They go riding randomly through the countryside until they just see an interesting-looking house and come to a stop. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's that is literally what happens. And, and I, I assume that their plan for musical equipment is that they will just push nerds off stage and use theirs.
0: Apparently, because that uh, is
1: that's what happens in the film, of course. Um. <laughs>
0: now, I also I need to say this just in the opening performance. And it doesn't show up again. Just in the opening performance, Vanilla Ice has a hat that still has the tag on it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And it fucking bothered me so much. I know that it's a style choice, and I don't care.
1: The thing is, almost all of the style choices in this movie are incredibly annoying. And not just Vanilla Ice's. the, uh, The love interest basically follows the same format for what women should look like for between 1989 and 1991. If you want to get an idea of what that is, just watch Batman 89 and see what <laughs> what horrible shit they did to Kim Basinger, one of the most beautiful women in the
0: world. Uh, now, while they are driving around on their motorcycles, they're going through the countryside, and they see a hot lady on a horse.
1: Okay, we gotta set the scene up, because... They're riding along down some pointless random country road, and Ice calls up Johnny, calls up, he goes, hey, Jazz, come here. And then Jazz comes up to him, and then the two of them ride along next to each other, not saying anything for ten seconds, and (laughs) then Jazz goes, hey, Ice, or hey, John, look over there. And that's when you see the woman on the horse. Why did he call Jazz?
0: I think he was just lonely. (laughs) Because he was up ahead, and all three of the rest of them were behind him, and he's like, hey, Jazz, come keep me company.
1: Hey, Jazz, come here. You have a line in, like, ten seconds.
0: <laughs> hey, Jazz, remember you're blocking.
1: <laughs> it doesn't make any... I mean, that's not... The the most famous stupid part of the scene isn't that, but I feel like this scene has layers of stupid to it.
0: I mean, every scene has layers of stupid to it, let's be honest. <laughs> he but, sees a uh... woman
1: riding a horse.
0: <laughs> yeah. And his... <sighs> His master plan for this is to take his motorcycle, drive along next to her, like, and just sort of give a what's up nod while he's driving a motorcycle on the other side of a fence to this woman riding Mm -hmm. a horse, and then from nowhere leap a motorcycle over a fence?
1: Yeah, apparently he 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 does this twice in the film, so I assume he just has a superpower that goes unremarked upon, which is that he could jump bikes with no ramp.
0: I assume he's got like the Mach 5's jump button. <laughs>
1: oh, you say you're talking about the jumpy jumps on the yeah, Mach 5? got them
0: jumpy jumps.
1: Oh, you're on board now. That makes sense. Yeah, now I don't fun. give
0: a shit anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now it's not cool.
0: Yeah, you've worn me down and now I don't care about anything anymore.
1: Uh, well, anyway, he uses superpowers to flip his bike up and over this big fence, lands right in front of her, and this startles, obviously, scares the shit out of the horse, which throws her to the ground.
0: Yeah, I don't know what his plan was, because he straight up jumps the fence, and then, like turns the bike to be in the path of the horse. And I'm like, what did you think the horse was going to do, man? so
1: dangerous. He could have easily killed Even if he didn't cause an accident by hitting her or something like that, being thrown from the horse could have killed her.
0: And even if the horse was like, oh, I'm going to keep going, you could have just been kicked in the head by a horse.
1: I just don't understand it. But anyway, she's lying on the ground, covered in dust, obviously in pain. The horse is disappearing into the distance, and he just kind of does this slouch walk thing that he does all the way through the movie up to her prone form on the ground and goes hey sup what's happening here
0: she gets up and very rightfully punches him and he's like ow what the hell and i'm <laughs> like what do you about? mean what the hell <laughs> no- notably
1: one of the th- the uh, the establishing feature of vanilla in this movie is he only thinks crime is crime if it happens to him
0: <laughs> true facts
1: any, any crime that doesn't specifically affect him, he doesn't think is crime.
0: No, everything else is just stuff happening. But if it happens to him, hey, that's a crime.
1: Yeah. To the point where he will make fun of people for for being mad at him for doing crimes to them. Yes. So <sighs> she doesn't tell him his name or anything. She's just like, the fuck was that? You could have killed me. And he's like, hey, baby, I'm rad and sexy. You should you should uh, date me or whatever. And, he's, and she's just like, no, get the fuck away from here.
0: Get, get out of here. You're a piece of garbage. Bye. I got to go get my horse that you startled.
1: Yeah. So the next shot is just him back on his bike with his friends and they're kind of ribbing him. But in the classic style of this movie, he only looks irritated. He has nothing ever in this film that you would potentially consider a
0: comeback. No, he's just like, Oh, this again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, So that's when oh. they make it into small town America Here we are,
1: small town USA.
0: They start having some motorcycle problems in the middle of a street. And once again, this is where everyone is an asshole, because as uh, Jazz's bike starts getting messed up, they just stop all four motorcycles in the middle of the road in order to take a look at it.
1: Yeah. yeah. And this isn't like, oh, they
0: stopped in the middle of the road, but there's no one else there. No, that's a plot point is that people are pissed off at them.
1: Yeah, now, I always get pissed at this trope in movies, but usually this trope pops up in romantic comedies where, you know, oh, the two the the, the loving couple rushes together and they don't care where they are. They have to kiss right now. Uh, yeah, but this is this just,
0: movie, I'm having some problems and we are going to make more for other people.
1: Yeah, like, there's not Jazz's bike still works. It's just kind of halting and stalling a little bit. There's nothing stopping them from pulling over. They just don't want to because they're, they're shitty.
0: Yeah, no, they are like three feet from the curb, they could just get over. And instead <laughs> they spread out along the street to make sure no one can go by.
1: Yeah. And then they just sit there making fun of jazz for having a bad bike. And we get, cause much like No holds barred or get or whatever, one of those or the room is another really good example of this kind of movie. Uh, m- much like those various films, other characters have to look like total weirdos and schlubs and assholes to try and make our unlikable main character likable. So we have to see like a mean old lady and a fat guy in cars like going, rrr, rrr, honk, honk. Rrr, rrr, rrr. And then when our, our titular heroes turn around and look at them, they get super scared and hide in their own cars.
0: Yeah, there's something about this movie being like, oh, we're being an asshole. A man has like put his head out the window and gone, move it. And then he gets scared of the scary black people that come over to him. And I'm yeah, like, no, they don't. my dude, please. No. <laughs>
1: I don't think they considered the optics. I think the idea was supposed to be that they're scared of how muscly and rad uh, Vanilla Ice looks. But realistically, when you watch the movie, you're like, oh, I get it. He's he's lives in small town America, and he just saw three black people.
0: Yeah, because there are no other black people in this town. <laughs> also, there's kind of uh, barely even black people in the movie, given that after this, <laughs> they're just sort of background elements.
1: Yeah, they stay at the house for the rest of the movie after this scene. Um and we have to get to the house. Uh they they go they go for a little drive and we get a lot of shots of random extras staring in begoggled amusement, uh, because Ice is towing Jazz's bike with a rope. Uh, and then they just stop because they see an interesting looking house.
0: Yeah, it's a house that's got a whole bunch of like globes out front and like a bunch of doors leading around and like the roof is painted to look like a map of the world. It's, it's a whole big weird house.
1: For some reason in their front yard, they have one of those like gate things that horse races start out of, and it's been painted all gaudily and colorful. Uh, and they just stop at it and ice just goes, Hey, yo, check out that house. <laughs> And as they are checking out the house, the proprietor, the owner of the house, comes rushing out at them. Uh, There's these two old people who live there who are luckily motorcycle repairmen, but also total weirdos who are going to just let our main character stay at this house for as long as this movie is supposed to last.
0: Well, yeah, complete weirdos, but also character actors that you've seen in things.
1: There's just character actors. And this is one of my favorite moments in the film because the character actor guy comes running out and like tries to buy ice motorcycle. He's like doing this dumb haggling thing, but he's completely one-sided because Van Winkle is not an actor uh, at all. He's just sitting there looking at, at this guy doing his whole routine without really talking. His one line in about five minutes of this stick is man. I don't want nothing. That's his only line. But for the most part, he's just looking bemused, as if he's watching the movie
0: while we're watching the movie. (laughs) He's like, huh, look at these people acting at me. This is great. I love
1: it. Look at this guy. He's doing an acting.
0: (laughs) He did an acting at me.
1: (laughs) Well, it turns out that these people are motorcycle repairmen, so they're going to fix Jazz's bike, and there's a lot of shtick. In fact, we cut to some shtick right away as we do a bunch of weird cutaway footage of what it's like to be three black people inside a house that appears to be a leftover remnant of a Nickelodeon movie.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, one one of them is just obsessively changing channels and watching, like, cartoons and stuff. Uh, one of them the is making is, a
1: comically unpleasant sandwich.
0: Yeah, it is peanut butter, sardines, pickles, and mustard. Mm-hmm.
1: And then the last one is looking at blue eggs and considering eating a blue egg.
0: Yeah. Now, while this is happening, uh, Vanilla Ice has seen that the girl that he (laughs) almost murdered on a horse has shown up at a house down the street.
1: Uh, Real quick here, John, what was Vanilla Ice doing when he saw that the woman, when we saw his potential girlfriend driving by?
0: I don't even remember.
1: Oh, well, let me remind you then. He was standing out in the yard with no shirt on, dancing to nothing. (laughs)
0: Oh, that's right. Uh, he was just like not even doing like full cool dance moves. He was just sort of like hopping back and forth and crisscrossing his legs over and over again.
1: I think he was practicing something. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Ice always considered himself more of a dancer than anything else. Like his name, I don't know if you ever looked up what Vanilla Ice is.
0: Mm. Like what the shit that
1: it's not just I'm the whitest guy you ever saw. Yeah. Uh, which is what I always it, figured it was, but... Yeah, well, it's, it's
0: just, you know, you have ice Tea and Ice-Cube, and he is white, <laughs> so Vanilla Ice, it makes sense.
1: It, it's His high school nickname was Vanilla, because there's Van in his last name. Huh. So Van Vanilla, and Ice, the Ice, is his most popular, according to him, dance move.
0: Great. Mm-hmm. G- great.
1: <laughs> I just thought you might like to know.
0: <laughs> so, yes. why <laughs> He <laughs> goes from just- being shirtless... then wearing like three jackets to go see this girl
1: (laughs) this is an amazing uh, this movie everything is amazing but but yeah we we get our first chance to meet this girl's boyfriend uh what's his name Uh, gordon nick oh gordon's the father you're right it's it it is it's yeah uh he is a a dick and he has to be an even bigger dick than than vanilla ice is to make the movie make any sense
0: well yeah anytime you have a movie whether it's you know, an actual drama or a romantic comedy or whatever, and someone is already in a relationship and we need them to be with the hero. We have to have them be in a relationship with the world's biggest asshole and no explanation for why they are in a relationship with the world's biggest asshole.
1: I always like it when, because we all are very used to that trope at this point, I always like it when it gets subverted, because it's nice to see when someone just has a relationship with a good guy. Yeah. Like, uh, like Jason Marsden in Superman Returns.
0: Uh huh. You're like, oh, he's, he's just you're just, just a good guy.
1: You're You're like a doctor and a pilot. And you're just rad. But the one thing you're not is Superman.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oops.
1: <laughs> or uh, the new the new husband in the uh, in the Ant Man movies is just just a nice guy. Yeah. But but yeah. Anyway, this this new character Rick has or Nick has to be the biggest dick in the world. So he is introduced complaining that uh, Kathy, our main love interest, is going to college. Uh, because that means that the two of them will not be uh, able to, uh, like, be intimate.
0: Yeah, because he's like, oh, well, you know what happens when people go to different colleges? They just break up. Are you saying you want to break up? I bet there are some girls that would be happy to hear that.
1: Yeah, he is actively trying to neg her into not going to college.
0: Well, not going to the college that she's going to and instead staying in town.
1: I guess that's true, yeah. Uh, And that's when he looks off screen and says... What the hell is
0: that? And indeed, what the hell is that?
1: (laughs) It's a great question, because Vanilla Ice approaches, wearing three outfits and having four haircuts.
0: He has. One side of his head is a brick wall, the other is zigzag lightning, and in the middle, the worst poofy hair that you've ever seen, but covering (laughs) the poofy hair up is what looks to be a hat from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, while he wears... The world's puffiest jacket with too many slogans.
1: Now, above the waist, it is all black and white on Vanilla Ice. He's wearing a black hat with a a white metal rib brim on it, uh, a black jacket with slogans written all over it in white, and a black and white shirt. Below the waist, he's wearing every color of the rainbow, plus several more that were recently invented.
0: I do want to say, and I actually had this as a note for the end of the movie, but (laughs) all of his outfits look kind of like they were designed by (laughs) two-face
1: that's right like if two-face got hit by acid but only from the dick down
0: (laughs) (laughs) like the end of this movie has a dance sequence and you know another whole vanilla ice song but in it he's wearing a suit that looks like two-face tried to make a power rangers costume i could (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: like if sam raimi had made a batman movie
0: uh, it's real, <laughs> r- real bad.
1: Oh, that's great, but no, like most of his outfits are brightly colored zubas pants, and then all black and white up top. Uh, and-, and the result is that he looks like yeah, like a like a <laughs> lengthwise two face.
0: He is the mullet of fashion. <laughs>
1: He is so bad looking. But anyway, this is our one of our early asshole moments because he just walks up and starts hitting on her and her boyfriend's there. And she starts by saying, Hey, this is my boyfriend, and he's like, Uh, oh, what's your name? Dick? And you're just like, Okay, this is this isn't respectful, dude.
0: No. He just starts being like, Yo, girl, what's up? And she's like, Uh, I'm with my boyfriend. And he's like, Whatever.
1: And I'm like, my <laughs> So dude, when, when can't. can I see you? Hey, if Ugh. you need me I'll be right over at that house right there.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to need you. And of course. And then
1: finally, he drops the most famous line from the film.
0: Yes, of course. He has to do the line that I think is the only thing anyone knows from this outside of maybe the motorcycle jump, which is drop that zero and get with the hero. Which. And I I, gotta say, he looks so fucking proud of himself after he says that.
1: (laughs) I gotta wonder is that the first time that line was said? I can't. I, I have to imagine it's not.
0: I mean, if it was, maybe I understand why he looks so goddamn smug about it, but probably not.
1: No, it feels like, because those two words are pretty much the only two words that happen to rhyme. uh, Yeah, there's no other rhymes. (laughs) Yeah. So so whenever you're calling someone a zero or a hero, it feels obvious to have those two. Yeah. Oh, well, what are you going to do? At least the Hercules movie made it interesting.
0: (laughs) Uh, Now, this is the point when he leaves where i'm like how does this movie happen because (laughs) he shows up back at the house and they're all just sort of waiting and being like hey what up and he's he tells them that he is going to find out about her because he has stolen her appointment book
1: yeah he stole an appointment book that she owns out of her car on the walk back from from talking to her
0: she doesn't even have a car I think he just stole it from like her bag or something.
1: You're right, it's that's, that's her boyfriend's car. car. Yeah. But no, he's stolen this thing from her. Uh and he's going to use that to kind of follow her around or something. I'm not sure. He-
0: I think he just wanted to get information for like okay, it's your, like, appointment book so I can figure out what you're into?
1: It must be, yeah. It never comes into play that he has any information gleaned from it. Uh, the only thing that comes into play is that she is- realizes he stole it and demands it back, and that is it.
0: Yeah, which, again, fucking... How is anyone supposed to like this idiot when all he does is be an asshole and steal things?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Uh... <laughs> But he steals her, like, little black book. She goes inside, and we start, for whatever reason, they wanted to introduce us to her family. And they do this by, the only music in this movie is the background to Vanilla Ice song. So there's just a lot of hi-hat noise, just stuff playing. And then they do a sped-up footage montage of ordinary family life in this house for, like, five minutes.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the fuck was going on with that. I mean, I definitely I, know I've seen it in some music videos. I'm
1: I'm fairly certain that that was there because they had shot that footage and they were like, well, we need this movie needs to be 90 minutes long.
0: <laughs> Let's just speed this up. Don't we'll just cut this in.
1: We, can, we can't keep it in as is because it's boring. But if we speed it up and play music over it, then it's a video. But it ends with her going, wait a minute, where's my organizer? And then she smiles secretly to herself, a secret smile that begins in the vagina.
0: And <laughs> she yeah. says,
1: I know where it is, and Up. I know how to get it back.
0: Yeah, I guess just theft is the way to this girl's heart. But uh... <laughs> Theft
1: and nagging, that's, that's <laughs> the only things that work on this girl. Uh, By the way, girl is the right word here. She is 16.
0: 18.
1: Ah, 18 and vanilla ice in this movie is i believe the actual actor was 19 when the when the film was made
0: yeah so she is 18 and we find this out because there is a an interview with her on tv that both oh, right, her and God. her family and uh vanilla ice and his crew are watching uh and you know it's all just like oh here in this small town this is the only person that's got anything going for them here's this she's
1: going to college
0: she's got a 4.0 gpa and 800s on both of her sat parts and she's a real go-getter
1: also she owes it all to some kind of initiative she's starting because she loves her dad
0: yeah and so they're like let's talk to the dad real quick now at first the dad is on screen and he's just kind of like covering up the bottom half of his face with his hand just being like, "Mm -mm, "Yes," I'm like, Oh dude, you look like shit. What are you doing? You're on camera. But then you realize that's the plot. That's
1: the, that's the actual plot. I would have preferred it. If the dude who plays Alex Keaton's dad, just didn't want people to know he was in this movie.
0: (laughs) He's just like, I'm trying. I shaved off everything. I'm trying to look as much like not me as possible. (laughs)
1: he's wearing a t-shirt that says i'm not michael gross on it
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh. and uh we we see that there's one other place watching this interview for some reason in some other big city they're airing this interview from a small town like (laughs) girl in a nowhere city that uh, some guy is like in a bar and he's like hey turn that up Oh, it's him.
1: Now we got some we doeses.
0: So you're like, oh, I guess the mafia wants this guy? That's weird.
1: Yeah, it turns out the mafia wants this guy. I Um, mean,
0: technically the mafia doesn't want him. Crooked cops want him, but whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, he's from Chicago. That's how it is there.
0: It's all the same.
1: Yeah. Uh, So I'm trying to remember the next, I think the next thing that happens is the sugar shack.
0: Yeah uh nick comes over and is like hey baby we're gonna go to the sugar shack and she is non-enthused about this because apparently they go there all the time
1: well i think she the real reason she's not enthused about this is because her boyfriend's an abusive piece of shit uh anyway she's he has to drag her wherever she she goes and all of her friends reinforce this because i guess nick's like the biggest hero in town or something
0: Well, yeah, because any time we have to see Nick and uh, Kathy and her friends, like Kathy's friends are all just sort of like swooning over Nick for some reason.
1: I I assume it's the car. I guess. He's probably the richest guy in town because he's driving, you know, like a white convertible. Uh, Although in the one scene in this movie where you get to see what any of Kathy's friends drive, they are also driving a white convertible.
0: Yeah, they just had the one car. I was very confused about that because it is the same car that Nick has <laughs> it, when it they're the driving around.
1: God, that's right. They spent their budget on motorcycles.
0: <laughs> but so uh, anyway, oh, I he, forgot to mention uh Johnny has decided that Kathy's real name is Cat.
1: Oh yeah, and he he's tells a cool her, guy. He tells her that like right to her, she's he's like, "So, what's your name?" and she goes, "It's Kathy." And he goes, nah, Kathy. "Cat,
0: Kathy." <laughs> cat
1: i wanted to be like no no cat no kathy please i i don't don't diminutive my name (laughs)
0: look if i wanted my name to be cat it would be cat
1: (laughs) do i look like i changed my name to cat i've got a giant white sweat oh you know what you're right you're right i do yeah okay cat cat was right i am wearing a giant sweater i forgot
0: Uh, so Uh, this is gonna be the scene that we have i mean the most talked about so far
1: for plot reasons, we have to mention that Vanilla Ice stops by uh, Kat's parents' house to ask where she is, finds out the sugar shack, and then asks directions from a couple of thugs hiding outside uh, Kathy's parents' house. Yes. Because we need, we need the three of them to be seen talking to each other to set up a case of mistaken identity that permeates the entire film. So just that, that happens here. Yes. Then we get to the sugar shack, and all of Ice and his posse get to go.
0: Yep. All four of them get to go. And, (laughs) Jesus Christ, (sighs) they show up at a place where just sort of, I guess the casting call was, we need kind of nerdy white folk to just hang out in a bar for a while. And they've got a band going, like we had mentioned. They're doing the world's worst cover of (laughs) I Want to Thank You
1: yeah yeah they're, they're singing i want to thank you but the guy can't intentionally can't sing they pick like an actor who can't sing and everything so they look they're, they're awful uh they're notably awful and also in order to make him seem like an, an even bigger jerk nick has to think they're great
0: yeah nick is like hey this band is really something huh we should dance They've
1: got it going we should dance these people are it <laughs>
0: uh and I, again in order to show that nick is an asshole he has to be like, "Hey, can I get you a drink?" to Kathy and she's like, "Yeah, a Diet Coke." He's like, "Oh, what about this?" and he's got just a bottle of booze he has snuck in and they are, of course, both 18 at this point.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, and he has to be he has to be all peer pressurey about it as well, uh hitting her with some like, "Hey, if you were cool, look, I'm a big boy and I'm thirsty."
0: Yeah, she's like, "You shouldn't be drinking. You're the one driving." He's like, "Whatever, I'll do what I want." <laughs>
1: And you'll be okay with it. Don't embarrass me in front of my friends. Uh, But anyway, Ice and his posse walk in. They get a quick lay of the land. And one of Jazz is like, hey, I'm going to be over by them turntables because he's just going to go take over the music.
0: Yeah. And Vanilla Ice, upon seeing that a band he does not care for is playing, pulls the plug on all of their stuff. So, like all of the amps and microphones and everything, he just unplugs. Mm-hmm. And then he has his own plugged in mic, and he's like, yo, it's, a, it's about time to kick it.
1: Uh, yep. And then he plays a rap version of I Want to Thank You for Being Myself, which again, thankfully, uh, Jazz is over on them turntables because he, he, we really need Jazz there to play because only hi hats. I'm not sure what Vanilla Ice had against bass.
0: Yeah, well, he likes a hi-hat with a souped-up tempo. He's on a roll. <laughs> yep. It's time to go solo.
1: <laughs> well, he does an extremely bad version of I, of I Want to Thank You. Uh, notably, I, I, the thing I couldn't draw my eyes away from during this horrible performance, which includes some ludicrous hump dancing, uh, where he puts the love interest on the floor and bounces up and down on top of her. But in the background, there is a dude who is dressed as a nerd. Like, yeah. he's got a green plaid shirt on. Uh, like, slacks up to his armpits, giant Coke bottle glasses, and he's standing there with his shoulders hunched forward. And I was like, w- what is the point of that? Like, d- d- do we not think he already looks cool enough that we have to put, like, mega nerds in the background?
0: No, that's the whole point of this bar, is everyone who is a background character looks like a schlubby idiot so that they can react to him rapping with, Oh my goodness, I've yeah. never heard a man rap to the beat before.
1: Yeah, and of course, most of the the local preppies and so on have to be like, ugh, this is not appropriate music.
0: (laughs) And also, the entire song is about how Vanilla Ice is the people's choice and how great he is. And this is the song he uses to try and woo his love interest is, hey, (laughs) I'm great and awesome and everyone likes me.
1: And you should too, because I'm great and I'm awesome and everyone likes me. And she's uh, like, wow, this you. guy
0: is great and awesome, and I like him.
1: I like this particular brand of shitty music. <laughs> yeah. I'm the target audience.
0: She has zero resistance to this, because like, she has met an asshole that has injured her, stolen from her, and now shown to be a huge dick to fellow musicians, and she's just like, yes, please take me to the dance floor and dry hump me on it, thank you.
1: And then when they're done dry humping, he has to be like, so what's up, baby? And she's like, yeah, you're going to leave me alone now. Uh, I know you stole my, my organizer and I want it back within 24 hours or I'm calling the cops. And again, because Vanilla Ice cannot do comebacks in this movie, he has to just go and, and look petulant and look away.
0: Can't um, believe I've been dissed.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and he's like, well, then let me just ask you one thing why didn't you say no when I asked you to dance with me? And she's like, because I wanted you to know I could dance. Now get the fuck away from me. Yeah. But realistically, she's being mean to him, but she has, like John was saying, zero resistance. She falls in love with him the moment she realizes he stole from her.
0: Yeah, she gets this, like, dreamy, flirty, far-off smile look, and she will maintain that anytime she sees or thinks about Vanilla Ice.
1: yeah. Okay, well, we everybody's leaving the bar, and uh, when when Cat leaves the bar with Gordon, or, sorry, with Nick, Nick is mad, and he's he's it's finally time for him to pull the bad boyfriend cards out all at once.
0: Yeah, he's just like, oh, I can't believe you embarrassed me in front of everyone. Well, I, I hope you're happy because you just made yourself look like a slut.
1: <laughs> now, if you don't mind, we're gonna have sex right now for the first time. You She's get like,
0: in the car.
1: Yeah, so he just does all the bad boyfriend things.
0: Yeah, starts slamming like the car hood and yelling at her when she tries to walk away. He is just the worst all at once.
1: Yeah, he just does all the bad boyfriend things all in a row. Uh, while this is happening, while the dance is going down, plot is taking place. Because we cut to a scene where, the da- where her dad is visited by two thugs, and they demand $500,000 from him and tell him he has 24 hours or they'll start doing shit.
0: Yeah. Now, we've been talking for a while, so I'm just going to go ahead and let you know what that entire plot is, because the movie doesn't give a shit either.
1: Uh, (laughs) There's parts of it I want to talk about, so I'm going to.
0: But the main idea is (sighs) Gordon and his wife, they used to live in Chicago. He was a police officer. He found out his uh, partner was crooked, so he turned him and his crooked friends in. And they went to jail, but they have sworn a vengeance on him. So he went into witness protection. They changed his name, put him in small town shit town. And he has never told his family about this because this was like 20 years ago.
1: I'm pretty sure I'm not 100 percent, but I'm pretty sure that the mom in the family isn't even Kat's mom, that she died. She is part of. Oh, okay. because I could have sworn there was a moment where he was like, oh, your mom was a wonderful woman. Uh, no, to, he, to he says
0: that your mom was pregnant with you when we moved here.
1: Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I mis- I misheard it. Um, and it's been a while since I watched it without a two-year-old. Uh, yeah,
0: it's a, It's been a while since you've watched this three times.
1: <laughs> well, you know, once was at a party. <laughs> once I had a toddler with me. But anyway, yeah, The so Dad's in witness protection, and these two thugs are trying to hustle him for money. And they are going to kidnap the little brother, and that is the actual plot of this movie, although it takes up about three minutes of the movie.
0: Yes. The rest of it is just people being the creepiest, worst assholes, because the next day after all of this happens, oh, no, wait,
1: we're talking with the night after Vanilla Vanilla Ice has to save
0: her. Vanilla Ice saves her as those two thugs that we were talking about are sort of like creepily driving behind her as she's walking. And he like speeds up next to her in his bike and is like, get on and then speeds off.
1: Yeah, now there's no evidence as to why he, there's nothing, it's just, you know, there's a threat, and he rescues her, because he's Vanilla Ice, and he's great, so, what the fuck, why do you have any questions? Uh, He drops her off at her house, and her her dad is convinced that Vanilla Ice is involved with the two thugs.
0: Yeah, because he saw him talking to the two of them earlier, when he was Mm -hmm. looking for directions to the sugar shack, he's like, I don't want you seeing that boy, he's, ooh, you shouldn't be near strangers right now
1: but I can't give you any reasons because I'm still keeping the thing a secret, but just do this for your father, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then uh, (laughs) just a lot of scenes of dancing and motorcycle repair.
0: The next morning she wakes up after having tossed and turned all night in what I can only assume is amazing sexual frustration over not having been able to get with Vanilla Ice. She wakes up and Vanilla Ice is in her bed having broken into her house.
1: Yeah, he's gotten into her bed. Now, he is above the covers, which is lucky for us because it lets us see his outfit, which is yesterday's shirt and jacket. Uh, but he's replaced his wrestler Zubas with a pair of 1920s bathing
0: shorts. <laughs> his shorts that he wears in this film, every time I see it, it's like, man, the top half of you is ready for winter and the bottom half of you is ready to go swimming in the 20s. I don't know <laughs> what's going on here.
1: Yeah, he's he's some sort of like top half like white guy rapper badass bottom half working a chain gang in 1921 uh, Georgia
0: it's uh it's a choice
1: (laughs) also whenever he has the shorts on there's a fanny pack with them (laughs) (sighs) Uh,
0: now of course if there's one thing that's going to endear someone to you even more than stealing their property it's breaking into their home and getting into bed next to them when they don't know you're there
1: no it works just fine she's like what the hell is going on And he's like hey i'm just doing what you told me because he's brought
0: don't want to wake up <sighs> daddy so,
1: which is a very threatening thing to say yeah <laughs> but he's there to return her journal because he she gave him 24 her organizer Uh, so he gives that back to her and she lifts that monique phone number from the beginning of the movie from his
0: pocket well she had revealed that she had stolen that I guess at the sugar shack. Right. She was like, right. "Oh, and, well who's Monique?" huh? And,
1: and weirdly, he refuses to answer that question because it could he could have just been like, "Hey, I'm a, you know, a professional musician. Uh, a lot of women give me their phone numbers. I don't even remember when that happened." I don't yeah, he call. You just them. been like,
0: "Oh, some lady came up to me after a show and gave me your number." And that would yeah. be it. But instead he's just like, "What? Why are you asking?
1: <laughs> What's that to you. Why I got to say?" And then when she's like, she's like, "Well, you know you stole from me i stole from you and he's like stole i brought it back to you looks like now you get to steal from me huh and it's like yeah dude she does what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) after all the stealing and breaking and entering (laughs) Uh, crime only is crime if it happens to vanilla ice
0: uh and this is going to set off for some reason She's going to be like, yo, uh, no, actually, now that I think about it, the fact that you've stolen from me and stalked me and broken into my home. And refuse you know to we answer go even out basic today. questions. <laughs> we should go on a date.
1: We should definitely go on a date. And and so they do. They go on the best date you can do in a small town, which is to drive to where condos are being constructed and sit in a half-constructed condo. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you here, John, this is, uh, that's something I did as a date when I was, like, 19, so I kind of believe it,
0: because construction
1: sites were interesting.
0: And, of course, in the background while this is happening, it's just a montage of them, like, slow motion running around the frame of a house and, like, playing peekaboo while... One of Vanilla Ice's slow jams plays in the background. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, when I snuck into a condo construction site as a date, or not really a date, when I was like 19, it was so I could just make out. It wasn't about playing peekaboo and swinging from rafters.
0: Well, here's the thing I should, I suppose I should bring up now. This movie is rated PG. (laughs) So when we, (laughs) when a fight breaks out or two people are falling in love, there is nothing that is going to happen unless it is cartoonishly over the top because this movie is not even PG-13. Uh,
1: now, <laughs> this scene goes on for quite a long time of the two of them falling in love, and it moves from the location. We need to know the location of the construction site because that's where their kid, Dafty little, little Brother, is going to be later in the movie. Um, but they go from there to Salt Flats, Uh, Yeah, there's a salt
0: flat that is here for picture taking and posing only.
1: Yeah, it's one of those salt flats that's only in like truck commercials. Uh, And they are out on the salt flat. And this is the most aggressively sexual thing in the movie because the two of them are kind of like hugging on the ground. And then Ice does some sort of complicated rolling around maneuver that ends up with him pointing his dick at her. And then he keeps scooching dick forward at her. He was uh, like, he was like, hey, baby, I know your boyfriend was too sexually aggressive, and that's why you're with me, a much more approachable and safe person who never takes his sunglasses off and only says shit. Um, but, But, you know, let me just throw my dick at you as hard as I can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this, of course, works fabulously. Oh, of course it does.
1: They fall immediately in love.
0: Oh, yeah, because they have one conversation where they're like, hey, tell me about the true you, and then that's enough to be like, Oh, I see. Vanilla Ice has depth to him because, you see, he's never known what it's like to have a loving family or a home. He imagines it would be great.
1: We have no idea of what the fuck Vanilla Ice and his posse's situation is in this movie. They own fancy motorcycles.
0: (laughs) We don't know what his actual background is. He just says that he doesn't know what it's like to have parents and a home. So I'm guessing that means he was raised on the mean streets, like Dickensian style. Or
1: maybe he grew up in like one of those old school Dickensian orphanages. And then as soon as he was 18, he blew out of there, you know, launched his whirlwind rap career. And here he is about eight months later.
0: Well, yeah, the only way to get out of the orphanage is to find some parents or get into the rap game.
1: (laughs) And he found some parents. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. He did the other one. Uh (laughs) So she asks him where he's, fr- where he's from, and he's like, it ain't about where I'm from. It's what I'm doing now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, good. Well, at least I know we're out where the Hamilton musical stole that. Um, <laughs> Indeed. That's got to be it. Lin-Manuel, I'm looking at you. I know you did that.
0: <laughs> Ripping off tell. cool
1: as ice. Not cool, bro.
0: Not cool as ice. <laughs> that is
1: not cool as ice. Uh, okay, so... But meanwhile, more threatening shit happens at the parents' house, so when he brings her home, the dad has to meet them at the door and be like, where the hell have you been?
0: Yeah, and so he gets all angry at fucking Johnny, and then this is the time when he's like, okay, now I have to reveal that we're in witness protection, the reason I'm telling you not to, like go out or talk to this guy is i think he might be involved with the people that are trying to blackmail me or threaten me so please well, it's, an, it's just it's for an idiot me plot. and the family
1: yeah it's it's a classic idiot plot because when he confronts johnny at the door and he's like i know you're working with them and johnny's like who and he's like don't you fucking say that to me and, and johnny is just like whatever man what is it her decision psst man uh, man uh instead of i no, seriously i don't know who you're talking about who are you talking about
0: yeah (laughs) it is a a plot situation which if anyone said anything reasonable would be not a plot point but that's okay
1: yeah this whole movie hinges on vanilla ice's unwillingness to act like that was uh, (laughs) ultimately the people who made the movie were smart in in doing that like this guy doesn't like saying lines okay we'll make a movie about a guy who won't say useful information even when it would Uh, make sense for him to do so
0: so yeah the uh this is gonna lead to the two of them i guess breaking up even though they have only seen each other for one day like i need to tell you that the entire course of this movie happens over three days probably
1: honestly there's no we know about two nights that take place and that's it this could take place over a month or over three days
0: yeah now (laughs) at one point here in the night uh nick and his friends start wailing on uh bikes sir Sir d's bike with baseball bats and they're like uh fucking vanilla ice shows up and is like what are you doing like oh we're doing some construction on your bike and he's like one i am currently on my bike as you can see that's sir d's bike
1: no he walks into this scene it's his bike's not getting beat on because he's too cool for his bike to get beat up and because his bike will be appearing later in the movie, where Sir D's will not. Hmm. So this scene is, I'm sure they wrote it originally as his bike's getting beat up. And then they realized that, oh, no, wait, we use his bike later in the movie and we can't afford to damage these bikes. So <laughs> so he just comes and goes, it's not my bike, man.
0: This is one of those scenes that's in the movie to show that not only is Vanilla Ice super cool, but he's also a badass because he beats up four assholes with baseball bats. And again, because this is rated PG, it is just in the most comical slapstick way possible.
1: Uh, Vanilla ice in particular appears to be very into doing elbow hits leading into spinning punches because he does that like six times this movie.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, most of the attacks that he does are basically just going to look like dance moves that he has thrust his arm out during.
1: Yep. Yep. (laughs) So he beats up all four of them, and he does not, notably, rescue Sir D's bike. He just goes, later, dick. And then he walks away again.
0: Yeah, I was like, you didn't even <laughs> take their baseball bats away. Like, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that when they get up, they're going to beat that bike up even harder now.
0: Or, you know, you.
1: <laughs> Probably not just him, but also Sir D. I mean, presumably Sir D is inside whatever building that is that he's parked his bike out in front of.
0: That was one of the weirdest things for me is it's parked out in front of some house, not the house where all of them are currently staying and the other bike is being worked on. And out front are two people watching this and not commenting. Yeah. It's very weird and disconcerting to just see like, oh, there's some guy who is just standing stock still watching four people beat up a motorcycle and then watching one dude beat up those four people and
1: nothing happens. It is it is a very unusual scene. Uh, and he breaks Nick's nose, which is going to be a minor plot point later in the movie, uh, although who could possibly care? Uh, around this point, also, because yeah, we are going long, he bonds in friendship with Cat's uh, little brother, who uh, gives himself a vanilla ice-style haircut, which is great.
0: <laughs> yeah, when he first meets the little brother, like the little brother's like, oh, you have a bike? That's rad. Take me out sometime. And Later on, after him and Kathy have been on the outs and sad at each other, the little brother shows up with his self-given garbage vanilla ice haircut and is like, you're going to take me out on a motorcycle ride? I'm supposed to be at Little League, but I'm not there because I want to ride a motorcycle with you. Also, I have a motorcycle helmet. Don't worry how I found that or where I got it from. Because I you know, have the, no idea.
1: Vanilla Ice isn't going to. Crime doesn't matter unless it's happening to Vanilla Ice.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh, you took someone else's motorcycle helmet because nobody else in this movie except for you is going to wear one.
1: Yeah, it's the only motorcycle helmet in the movie. Uh, so he takes the kid out for a ride. They pass Nick in his car with his broken nose, and the little kid flips him off. Then they drop him off at the house. Uh, he goes back. The kid goes back into his house alone and starts playing Tecmo Bowl, which I was excited to see Tecmo Bowl.
0: Yeah, and you don't see it, but also, earlier in the movie, you heard all of the music from Super Mario Brothers.
1: Yes. Uh, and then Ice breaks into the house again, so he can throw a ring into a fishbowl.
0: Yeah, because after half a day of knowing each other, Cat had given him a ring to be like, this is so you don't think that I'm just another Monique. And I'm like, lady... <laughs> What are you doing? You just gave this dude like a gold ring after knowing him half a day.
1: Yeah, well, he throws he shows up to the house to throw it into her extremely uh, unrealistic fishbowl, which is just a whole bunch of super expensive chicklets in a fishbowl with no strata or or filter or anything.
0: Oh, yeah, it's just a goldfish bowl, but with like 14 fish in it.
1: Extremely expensive, high maintenance fish. I think those fish died within an hour of this movie being made. (laughs)
0: uh but Uh, (laughs) now being home alone oh no this kid isn't kevin McAllister, so he gets caught by the wet bandits or these crooked ex-cops whatever
1: the two crooked ex-cops who catch him and make fun of him and so on and the only line in this movie i thought was legitimately cool which is uh the the kid trying to get away from them is like like you, you have to. I'm going to call the police. I've seen kidnappers before. I know how this works. I've seen America's Most Wanted, and one of the crops goes, or one of the crooks goes, "Oh yeah, you see the one I was on?" And I was like, "Oh, that's kind of a cool line."
0: Yeah. And I mean, that guy's like stalking after him. He's like, "Just dial nine one one, kid. 911. And I'm like, "All right, you're you're kind of creepy. That's fine."
1: Yeah, that guy was kind of cool. I, I feel like I've seen him in things before, but when I looked up his IMDb, I did not recognize him.
0: Uh, so yes, they kidnap the kid. They leave a audio tape of the kid saying like, hey, you need to give these guys money or else I'm not going to be coming home. But (laughs) Vanilla Ice is the one who gives it to them because when he goes over to try and talk to Kathy one last time before leaving, he finds the envelope they left on the ground. And so, of course, for more mistaken identity stuff, he has to be like, hey, this is for you and give it to the dad.
1: You'd think if he was the cool, suave, badass, fighting, rapping genius that the movie wants you to think he is, he'd be like, these guys already have weird misconceptions about who I am and who I'm friends with. I better not hand them random packages.
0: <laughs> I mean, even if he had just said, yo, I found this on your porch.
1: That would have been something. But instead he was like, this is for you. Which is a very weird thing to say.
0: Yeah, very pointedly at the dad. I'm like, that's an—that's odd, because it's not like, oh, whatever.
1: <laughs> uh, so, They play the tape. They all blame Vanilla Ice because obviously he gave them the package. Uh, Nick shows up at their house for some reason, just to kind of add extra tension to the scene. Uh, They're all yelling at at Kathy, who's like, no, I don't believe he had anything to do with it because I spent a day making out with him and he's cool and fine. Uh, None of this makes any sense. I believe him. He's an okay guy. And, you know, they're all like, no, he isn't. I mean, you don't even need to talk to him to establish he's not an okay guy.
0: Yeah. And so she decides, well, I'll show you. And runs away over to the house to be like, hey, I need you to listen to this tape, because instead of just telling you that my brother has been kidnapped, I need you to listen to the tape as well.
1: Uh, Notably, when she runs over to see him, he looks at her, knowing that she wasn't able to talk to him earlier because his dad wouldn't let her. And he, she runs over and she's like, I need to talk to you. And he goes, you need a psychiatrist. And it's just like, oh, good. Thank goodness you had an extra chance to be a dick.
0: <sighs> yeah. So as soon as they find out that the little brother has been kidnapped, it's time for the (laughs) posse to mount up because now the bike is fixed. So now everyone has their bike.
1: Luckily he hears a noise on the tape that is similar to when they were making out over at construction condo point. Uh, and so they go out there to have a look around and this is a great sequence because they go out to look around. The thugs are watching them look around from some house, presumably the model home that was built before all the other houses. Mm -hmm. Uh, they they stand in the middle of, or they all stand on their bikes in the middle of an area uh, aisle of ha- built houses. And they're like, "Where is it? Let's look around. I don't see it. I guess we gotta give up. Okay, we're giving up. Let's go." And then
0: the next they scene drive is off. Them, they drive the, off. The, the the bad guys are like, "Ha ha! Oh, looks like nobody's <laughs> coming to save you, little kid." And then, then they come crashing in.
1: Apparently it was a ruse, and they had immediately established where the bad guys are.
0: I like to think they didn't know, and they were just like, I don't know where these bad guys are. Let's start crashing our motorcycles into houses until we find them, because they just (laughs) Kool-Aid manned their way through the wall.
1: Yeah, then they beat up the two thugs, and the fight between the the cool thug and and uh, Vanilla Ice goes on for way too long.
0: Yeah, I mean but they beat up the two thugs. Not quite. They live long, but still comically long.
1: Well, the problem with the difference between this and the They Live fight is that They Live is a cool and good movie, so you don't feel bad about watching that extra long fight scene.
0: Yeah, whereas yes. this is rated PG, and they just kind of like spin and hit each other like in the chest
1: also i mean i like this character actor playing the bad guy but neither one of these people is is that that's keith david keith that's david keith right keith david that's keith david that's keith david and rowdy roddy piper i mean that's a lot of charisma
0: yeah so uh so yes they they they
1: david is so good
0: they show up back at the house with the two crooks tied to the hood of their own car that Mm -hmm. one of the uh, posse members is driving, specifically the girl Princess.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Who I thought, for most of the film, was named uh, Stilts, because that's the nickname that Vanilla Ice calls her
0: once, because she is skinny. Yeah, and uh, we don't really get anything else, but apparently her name is Princess. Yeah, uh...
1: (laughs) So the, the cops come to kind of interview people. For some reason, one cop is interviewing the old people that they have been staying with, who their kid is off at Harvard. And so they're like, oh, yeah, our kid's not here. Our kid's definitely missing. I'm pretty sure he's still at Harvard, though, where he, le- where he went. And that yeah. cop, John, that cop looks so much like Judge Reinhold. <laughs> he looks like an unholy combination of Judge Reinhold and Norm MacDonald. And yet. He is neither of them. In fact, this movie came out two years before Norm MacDonald had a movie career. Yeah. So he can't, be, he can't possibly be either of them, and indeed he is not. He is some nobody actor named Crawford Binion, which sounds so fake that I'm still thinking he might be Judge Reinhold. <laughs>
0: uh, so, of course, at this point, when they roll up with the little brother in tow and everything, that has to be the point where the family is like, God bless you, Vanilla Ice. I can't believe we've ever thought bad of you. Please have sex with my teenage daughter.
1: Take our virgin daughter. Just do whatever you want with her. Really, just go nuts.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, they basically do go. Thanks for the kid back. Anyway, we've got someplace to be. We'll see you later, Kathy. And you're like, oh, you really are just like, yo, go hog wild on her. (laughs)
1: go bang our daughter uh and he's like all right well i guess this is it then because you're gonna have to go to college because for whatever reason we have to establish that her first boyfriend's a dick for being mad at her for going to college and so is vanilla ice
0: oh yeah
1: (laughs) and she has to be like well i'm not going to college yet that doesn't happen until school starts
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, so I have a whole sheet of notes about this movie. And at this point, my only note in it is, God damn those shorts.
1: Oh, the short. It's the same shorts. He only has like three outfits in this movie that he just mix and matches the parts of. And that makes sense because he's traveling with the contents of a motorcycle.
0: Yeah, but just I think it was something about being in like a high stakes kidnapping situation where you are fighting X- con crooked cops and you're wearing the most ridiculous shorts imaginable that i was like god damn it
1: yeah his shorts look like pajamas for ska people (laughs) like that's what the aquabats wear to bed is that is the is the shorts he's got on (laughs) he looks like an old-timey strong man
0: so now they i guess the two of them get to go off into the sunset and she goes to his concert and she's the new Monique because she's basically doing the exact same thing in the final song that Monique was doing in the first song.
1: And I, I, the thing my, I have notes here as well. And my note for this scene is that there is more room on the stage than in the audience where they are performing. <laughs> they, it, it looks like the stage is an entire industrial garage and the audience is like the waiting room of that garage.
0: i mean it's true
1: and also this movie ends on ice doing some very unusual two-person dancing with a professional dancer guy it's it's a weird moment where he's just like bring out another guy let's do some face to ass type dancing real quick i got a lot of (laughs) i got a lot of moves where i gotta put my face in this guy's butt because i'm a professional dancer
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's my move that's the ice
1: uh man, I love watching Vanilla Ice dance. He does that move where he does—he puts his arms out and then contorts his body around his arms really fast. Yeah, which it's technically impressive, but it just doesn't feel like it's interesting dance. I don't know what it is that I don't like about it so much. It might be that the character is detestable.
0: <laughs> it might be. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yes, that is—that's cool as ice, baby.
1: Mm-hmm, that's the—that's the entirety of it. That's as cool as ice can get.
0: So, Jeff. Yeah. I'm going to ask you real quick. I I know. What is your favorite thing in Cool as Ice?
1: (laughs) It's tricky because this movie is pretty much a sludge of bad, isn't it? I mean, I'm going to say that my favorite thing that my favorite thing in the movie is the first scene where you get to meet the two old people that they're going to be staying with for no reason, because I just love the incongruity of, hey, yo, check out that weird house. And mm-hmm. then, when the guy runs out and he's like, "That motorcycle's not even worth six hundred dollars. I'll give you five hundred dollars for it And then his wife comes out and goes, "Honey, that motorcycle's worth more than our house <laughs> and I'm like, Do we need to establish that like I understand that that ice is stylish, but is it also important for us to know that he's like a a millionaire that's just wandering the countryside it, this character makes no sense and i that that's the moment where it really cements for me, and I like that
0: okay, sure you uh I don't know why, but I definitely think my favorite thing in this is the part where they're hitting the mo- the motorcycle with bats, and there's just the creepy people standing there watching it, because I could not pay attention to what was going on, because all I could do was be like, what is, this isn't even the house they're at, who are these people, what is happening?
1: Like, I think another moment for me that might have been ultra cathartic that I particularly enjoy, and yours is right, that is fucking crazy and weird, but another moment for me that was super cathartic, cathartic compared to how bad the rest of the movie was, we didn't mention it, at the end he does his motorcycle jumping power again to jump over Nick's car to prove that Nick is kind of a, a beta male.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just, like, wheelies the motorcycle up over the hood and then over the car. And yeah, I was like, oh my it.
1: god this movie only has three things in it and they did a callback to all three of them.
0: (laughs) Uh, all right. Worst thing in the movie.
1: Uh, I'm going to say the worst thing in the movie is the romance scene that takes place at the construction site and then the salt flats. Uh, it's gross. I hate that pointless, uh, vanilla ice slow jam that's playing. And that part where he's just like trying to hand her his dick over and over again is exceedingly (laughs) unpleasant. Like, here, hold okay. this. Hey, hey, hold this for a second. Here, uh, you know what? I gotta go. Do... Can, you, can you hold this? I gotta go do something.
0: <laughs> uh yeah.
1: That's my least favorite thing. You?
0: Um, I mean, I one hundred percent have to go with Vanilla Ice being in Kathy's bed when she wakes up. Because I was yeah. like, it is one thing to like, haha, I I stole one of your little items, and like, that's kind of fucked up.
1: It's super fucked up.
0: I mean, it is very fucked up. But to be like, yo, I broke into your house and got into bed with you while you were still sleeping is like, oh, this this is called the cop's time. But she wakes up and is just like, what are you doing here? Oh, well, I guess you're charming.
1: Well, I mean, notably, the thing that makes it extra fucked up is that his line is shh. Wouldn't want to wake daddy, which is an exceedingly threatening thing to say, because what it basically conveys is, hey, if, if you make any noise, your dad's going to come in here. I'm not going to get in any, trou- in any trouble because I'm a weird stranger. I'm just going to get kicked out of your house. You are going to suffer a lifetime of trouble for what happens if you make any noise at all.
0: Yes, it is. God, that whole thing is fucked up. So, yes, that is the epitome of how the fuck are we supposed to root for this guy in this movie for me?
1: Well, he, John, he's cool. He has three black friends.
0: Jeff, he's cool as ice. He's,
1: he's cool as ice, John. He's wearing the Aquabat sleeping shorts and he's got a fanny pack full of cool things.
0: Look, he has a tattoo that says ice on his shoulders, so you know mm-hmm. he's cool. As also ice. one of the
1: one of the extremely badass words that he wears on his jacket all the time is
0: Dope. <laughs> the the back of the jacket just says made by law? Yeah, I'm still curious what, what the that hell means. that is. Is
1: <laughs> Is that the explanation for why he doesn't have parents? Is because he was created as a police experiment?
0: <laughs> in a police laboratory, Vanilla Ice was made, and then he broke free.
1: Yeah, he's RoboCop 1.0. Uh, they were okay. like, well, wow, this one's this one's fucked up. Let's go get a Peter Weller.
0: Uh, all right, let's go ahead and rate this movie. We are each going to give it a rating from 0 to 5, which will give it a rating out of 10. Jeff?
1: Point 0.5. This one's pretty easy. It's exceedingly boring. Nothing fun happens in it. Uh, every The main character is exceedingly hateful, and the only reason it's not getting a zero is because it does theoretically have a plot. Okay. Point five. You?
0: Uh, I mean, I'm going to give it a one for basically the same reason. It is technically um, a movie, and honestly, the fact that they go with, like, witness protection, weird mafia connection, mistaken identity as a plot is so weird that I'm like... That
1: plus I, the... Stealing the organizer and then not using it for anything other than, hey, you stole one of my items.
0: Yeah, no, there's a lot of details in this movie that I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing?
1: Yeah, it's it's a very unusual film.
0: Yeah, so there you go. 1.5 out of 10, which I think is its normal IMDb score as well. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Probably. I mean, this thing killed Vanilla Ice's career. Like I was saying at the beginning of the, of the hour, I've read interviews with him about this movie, and it's actually kind of sad. Like... The his his take on the movie was, look, I was a millionaire at the age of 19. They contacted me about making a movie. They let me do literally anything I wanted, which incidentally is why there's a scene where I ride a motorcycle around on a salt salt flat for seven minutes for no reason is because I thought riding motorcycles in salt flats was cool.
0: Yeah, you shouldn't let a 19 year old decide what goes into a movie. Uh, They're idiots.
1: Yeah, so he's opened up to the fact that the movie's really bad, and he's like, "Yeah, because I had unchecked power and I had no experience, no skills, and just it, this this should never have happened."
0: Yeah, uh, so there you this go. Thing,
1: it torped his career.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I I don't think it his rapping was helping much either, but still,
1: no. I mean, sure. Granted, the shelf life of you know Ice Ice Baby and so on was pretty short. Nowadays, I think he like does some random TV projects and professionally races. Water
0: skis? I don't know. I know I uh, heard him rap on a Bloodhound Gang track at one point.
1: I only have the one Bloodhound Gang album, and I don't think he's on that one.
0: No, I think he's on... It might be Hooray for Boobies? I don't know.
1: That's the album I have. I'm pretty sure he's not on that somewhere. Well,
0: he's definitely on one of them.
1: All right. That's neat to hear. I'm excited to hear about it. You know what else excites me, John? What's that? Systemmastery.com. Wait, no, that's not a website we own. Patreon dot com <laughs> slash systemmastery. That excites me.
0: I would be excited if systemmastery.com was a website we had.
1: It's not. But we can't we can we literally can't afford it. We got big, someone else had it, they lost it, and then because we're medium big, the price for it went up.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna pay like two thousand dollars for systemmastery.com Mastery.com. eat my ass.
1: No, especially not because that'd be like a yearly fee.
0: Ugh. Anyway. So yeah patreon patreon.com slash system mastery if you like the show you can support us there Uh, any level we'll unlock some bonus content for some of our other shows we've got a ton of bonus stuff on there we've got a monthly show where it's just us shooting the shit talking about whatever it's super casual and you unlock rooms in our discord where you can go ahead and ask us questions it's a lot more you know intimate yeah
1: yeah It's a great way to get a hold of us if you need to ask us questions.
0: It's a great way to play peekaboo with us in a construction site to a slow jam.
1: (laughs) That's what we do all the time. I went on that one date when I was 19 and I got hooked. (laughs) I got a monkey on my back and the only way to get it off of there is to drive out to condo construction sites and just sort of peekaboo around in them.
0: (laughs) uh all right thank you so much we will be back in another couple weeks with more movie mastery and until then you have a good one